Mark Santiago here, and welcome to the Empowered AF Podcast, where each episode we share powerful strategies to help you communicate, act, and lead like an empowered man. Thanks for joining me. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Empowered AF. I am Mark Santiago, and I've got a guest with me. Again, you guys know I don't always do guests, but when I come across people like Katie May, um, which, by the way, is actually my niece's name. I don't know if you knew that or not. So oh, when you reached funny. out to me the first yeah. time, yeah, when you reached out to me the first time, I was like, did she change her face? Did she change her photo? Like, it's really professional <laughs> looking. I'm like, she's an 18-year-old teenager who lives in Florida. I was like, this is weird. Really um, stepping it, it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, wow, okay, Katie May, you stepped it up, girl. Um, yeah, anyway, so I saw that and I was, I was just super impressed. But we, we got to talking and I was like, oh my gosh, this is a person that I should have on the podcast. Uh, so if you're listening, you're going, oh, he's got a woman on there. I mean, he talks about empowerment for men. What, what is this about? Uh, what's cool about Katie is that she kind of does what we do at Empowered Man, but she does it for women. And a lot of guys come to us and they go, you know what, man, I would, I, I, I'm doing the work on me and I would love to see my wife do the work for herself, but I don't know where to send her. I don't know where to to what she should be doing, what she should be working on, or any of those things. And we've never really had someone we can just go, hey, you should go here, or hey, you should go there. And so we're starting to put together some of those resources. And she just popped in my, literally in my inbox, and was like, <laughs> hey, I'm a coach, I do these things. And she happened to actually live like 10 minutes down the road, I think, from me. Um, so we probably could have done this in office, but that might have been cramped. Either way, here we are uh, today. Thank you so much for joining me. <laughs> Thank you. That was an awesome introduction. Yes, I am. Uh, well, because my handle is Marriage Empowered. So I just stumbled upon you and I was like, hey, a dude that does what I do. Okay. That's right. A so dude it's, it's been an awesome connection. I think that should be a t-shirt, a dude that does what you do. That's, that like just like plays perfectly. I don't know. Anyways, we're, we're in t-shirt mode. We're creating t-shirts for our brand. And so we're like coming up with nice. different slogans. So I might have to submit that to the team. I digress. So nice. you work with <laughs> high performing women. And that's, this is what you told me earlier. Mm -hmm. you said, I work with high performing women who want to transform their marriages into the ones they've always wanted. Well, we work with high performing men who mm -hmm. have the same desire. Now, a lot of our guys mm -hmm. come to us in a place of destitute or a place of brokenness where the wife mm -hmm. has said, I want out of the marriage. She's tired of his bullshit, basically. She's tired of all this stuff, and she's she's done with the marriage. So then the guy comes to us, and he's like, what do I got to do? How do I fix this? Like, you can't fix this. What you can do is heal from this, and you start working yeah. on yourself. And yeah. so we take guys through that process. And it sounds like you kind of do something similar. So I, I want to hear from you. What are you doing with these women, especially these high-performing women, and how are you helping them transform their marriages? Well, um, specifically, I mean, this all stemmed from my own life and work experience. So um, how I'm helping them is doing just that, right? Like, where is your part? So of course, the first initial thing is always like, what about his part? Why can't he come along? And like, look, statistics are statistics. Yep. She must have you, <laughs> you told me about it. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. No. This is what we call the what she is, button. So when a so, guy starts So when does the she button actually start get, getting pressed? What is when, this? When a guy starts going, she's doing this. She's she, 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 she. Oh, I love that. And, and I, I have recorded like three different messages on it. Yeah. You, you're exactly I right. I mean, we get that. the flip of that. So you're, you're hearing women say, when is he going to do the work? When is he going to 
whatever, right? Oh, constantly. I mean, that's my client. I mean, as far, I mean, because here's the thing, ideally, if you guys are both doing your work, that is awesome, right? That is the ideal situation. You can really fly, right? But here's like, if your option is, well, shit, like, I can't make my spouse do this. And you can't, nothing you can say or do is going to make them want to change or be better, right? But if we can isolate where your contribution is to the dysfunction within your relationship, then we can work with that, mm-hmm. right? Because it takes two people to keep a dysfunctional pattern going totally. in a relationship. So that's what I do with my women. And usually my women, and when I say high performing, you know, that's a variety of different like backgrounds, jobs, occupations, but at the heart of it, it's typically a personality type where we like to run our mouths. Um, <laughs> and and it's not it's not a matter of like, it's a matter of how it's said. Right. And so I get very specific with look the impact and I'm very much your audience will love this. I'm very much in line with, um, going after the feminist bullshit movement out there that Mm -hmm. is taking men down as a result of empowering women. Right. Like I've said it and I say it a million times, like empowering women does not mean the disempowerment of men right and so yeah we see the same thing because women will think yeah and women will think that that's what we're trying to do is make them all toxic males and i'm like no 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 no. we're actually (laughs) anti-alpha we even have a shirt we're coming out with says i eat alphas for lunch because (laughs) i really do i break them down and make them cry not because i'm trying to be a jerk to them but it's because i need them to see they have a toxic masculinity that needs to be healed that they're coming from a place of brokenness not from a place of strength and what a woman wants is strength so what it sounds like is you have the reverse of that right so um and i mean i'll just use my own personal case right is um i saw myself as a very sensitive, compassionate, loving person, right? Um, But I absolutely spew razor blades from my mouth. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm hurt, right? And the thing is, is for me, I was so it was so clear to me, um, like how justified I was, and how I was speaking to my husband, because he was hurting me. So like, of course I would, I'm sorry, I had a little hiccup there. Um, of course I would talk to you like this. Like his biggest complaint was I was disrespecting to him, disrespecting him. I disrespect, I I didn't, I did not respect him. And then of course, and this is like my MO and my, my, my client, we come in and say, well, of course I don't because you do this, 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 and this right. Laundry list of all the ways you're failing, which just crushes men. Right. Um, women don't understand their own power within the marriage over their husbands. Mm. And they don't understand how powerful their words are. And I definitely didn't either. And the worst part about it was I was so blind in the fact that I I literally thought like, okay, I, I begged him to go to therapy. I knew something was wrong with, with us. Um, I'm a psych. I'm a human and family development major. Like my whole like life is all about helping people. Right. 
but same because I was coming from a place of trying to heal my own brokenness by fixing us and maintaining this perfect marriage. So I had very high expectations of what my husband should do or what our relationship should look like. Right. And all of that was blind because I just thought it was like, look, you promised all of this stuff to me when we're married. And now and here's the thing. And this is another real like very specific piece that I get is there are communication types and mm -hmm. patterns. Well, it's more or less of actually how you give and receive love. And this goes further and deeper into than just like your five love languages, which for all of your readers or listeners, that's a fantastic um, resource. But I make everyone take the how we love quiz. And this identifies like how you give love and how you receive love based off of an attachment style from how you were raised. Yep. Um, and so I was, the, and this is a very typical dynamic between um, my clients is typically like we are the aggressors, the fan, <laughs> the women that I work with. And the men are like, fuck that. And they retreat. Whichever. Sorry, I don't know if I can say that on your on your. Oh, yeah. We <laughs> say fuck all the time. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> That's why it's called empowered okay, as fuck. <laughs> as fuck. Yeah. I would hope so. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And, and this is, and this is the thing is, is coming in and telling the thing we don't, my, my clients don't want to act that way. They don't, we don't feel aligned and right within ourselves. Like when we're talking that way, it's just coming from a place of hurt and brokenness. And so really important is self-awareness. That's, that's huge. And, and this is a fascinating topic. I'm glad you actually brought this up because you know, I, I talk to my guys all the time who are like, you know, she's just so aggressive and this and that. Mm -hmm. And I say, and I asked them, I said, when was the last time you led her? And they're like, what do you mean? I was like, if a woman doesn't feel led, she doesn't feel safe. And if she doesn't feel safe, the knives come out because really she's reacting usually out of her own childhood trauma that's unresolved. And she's totally, she feels totally like no one else is in control. So I've got to take control. And so her whole life has been that pattern. So then you step in and you're, you know, the savior or whatever, however you come in the drama triangle as a persecutor, a rescuer, a victim. And, and that was me. I, I played the rescuer and then I would become the victim as soon as she was the persecutor. So as soon as the knives came out, I became victim instead of like, wait a second, I cannot, I don't have to play this game anymore and I'll just be the yeah. leader and, and own my shit, be responsible for my stuff. And what you feel is what you feel and start separating. I don't have to own her feelings. I don't have to own her emotions. And that was like mind blowing. Huge. Yeah. So it sounds like you are teaching the women the, the same concept, but from their perspective of separating uh -huh. those emotions out. Yeah. Um, so I run my whole process is off three pillars. I have the dis first pillar is discovery. So we dive deep into like, they basically have lost themselves in their marriage. They're so focused on the dysfunction between them and their husband um, that by the time they're working with me, they're just like, they they don't even know who they are. They're focused on their work. They're focused on the dysfunction in their marriage and the fact that they're depleted emotionally. And so with, uh, and on the women's perspective, that's usually also because the kids are involved and they're quote unquote doing it all. Right. And they see absolutely usually nothing that he's doing. And sometimes he's not right. As a result, they've gotten to such a level of dysfunction He's completely like checked out yep. who cares why try. Right. Yep. So, um, 
the discovery is getting very clear about themselves, what hurt, what source of hurt they're operating from, how much pain they're causing, because this is really important. This is a really big piece is when they get to a point of like, just like you said, operating from that point of hurt and dysfunction, like I was, um, and feeling so justified in it, we lose complete compassion for the other person, right? And stop taking responsibility for the amount of hurt that we've caused in the marriage. And it's not because like to speak to your listeners, it's not because she's just this horrible bitch. Like she is really hurting. And so let me be clear here. And what I say is to your point, owning your own shit, right? Like that's all you really can do. So it's not about tolerating her, like her aggressive behavior at all that shouldn't be tolerated. Actually, I so desperately wanted my husband to like I I literally told my husband, like, I told my husband, even um, when we were first married, I even said, I was like, dude, you're not going to be like, you can't let me walk all over you. Like, I need you to like, I I, like, like, actually verbally asked him, I need that leadership. And if you let me lose my shit like that, it's not going to be good. Like, I need you to challenge me on this right now. That's not necessarily right either. Like, that wasn't me owning my shit. Like, I, I need to not treat him that way. Right. But I, to, to speak from their perspective as like the aggressive wife, quote unquote, for the men who are listening to this is she is so hurt and all she can see is her hurt. She cannot see how hurtful she is being to you. So if you respond to her in defense of yourself, you're not going to get anywhere with that. Now uh, we're like, you're owning your own stuff is you can come to her compassionately in the sense of, wow, like it really seems like you're super hurt, right? Like, and um, I'd really love to be there for you in that. But the way you're talking to me right now, like I, I'm really struggling to do that. Um, my husband and I actually work out like keywords too, like where he just straight up says, I'm not feeling like you're talking to me respectfully. But that was something we also came to an agreement before shit hits the fan, right? Like you need to have these conversations and agreements of those said boundaries. Like, hey, when you don't feel like I'm talking respectfully, because I had to learn. I had to literally learn when I was speaking disrespectfully to him because I am a passionate, direct talker. Sometimes he would say it and I'd be like, are you kidding me? Like, how did you marry me? (laughs) Like, I feel like I'm talking disrespectfully all the time to you now. Um, but it wasn't serving me. So I needed to go back to the drawing board and own my shit and change the way I was speaking. I have a question. And and I think yeah, like in, in regards to this, there's a lot of my guys that really have confusion when it comes to this dichotomy. And that is this, when you talk about her being hurt, I, I see kind of almost two different women. There's the woman who's hurt and shuts down and basically is like, my heart is closed off to you. I'm done. And then there's the woman who shuts down. My heart isn't closed off, but I'm hiding. I still want you to fight for me. Because yeah. I think you were the second one, which was more like, I'm shutting down. I'm not done, but I'm shutting down. I've seen the other way, you know, because obviously we've had hundreds of clients and we've seen this the other direction, which is basically she, she, it took years to get there. And now she's done. Yeah. And literally, it's not yeah. that she doesn't care about you as a person. She cares about you as mm-hmm. a human, but she just sees you as, a, as another guy. 
And she's completely yep. taken that away. What do you think is the difference? Like, how can a guy even begin to fathom like which is which? Oh, well, this That's is a, a tough, tough question. <laughs> no. So um, when she's saying something is wrong and she needs help, like she means it. That's my first piece of advice. The early on in the stage, and this mm-hmm. is, um, I don't want to generalize, but this is why like statistics show that most men don't get that help, yeah. right? So the fact that they're already in this group and they're looking to be better humans that's amazing, right? The women I'm working with are dealing with the fact that their husband won't go to counseling, um, are at the stage of where they are like, F it, right? Like, I can't get him to change. And we're on the verge of divorce. I don't know, like, if I can even so I actually was to that point, I was consulted a divorce attorney. Um, I literally was like, there is no way, like I've tried all the things I've tried everything to get him to like step up and act right. But he, on the other side of things could only see how I had hurt him and no one was calling me on my shit. And that was true because his actions were so like, okay, duh, of course, like you're not going to get a happy wife, but zero people came in of the therapist we talked to to say like, well, Katie, you're also not right. Like, and, and I actually wanted that. Mm. Like, I want to know what I had control over. I want to know if I had a contribution to the dysfunction of my marriage. So to answer your question, um, and I don't want it, this to sound disheartening for the men that are in this group. If like, and this is really your platform, right? Like if she's to the point where she's just straight up shut down, done, there is literally nothing you can do with her except for show her that you are living into and committed to living into your very best life. So, okay. That, that is exactly what I was looking for because that is what we see as the truth, right? Is that essentially you just have to level yourself up without any tie to whether or not she comes back around. So we always say, If you're working on yourself for you, why does it matter if she sees it, right? It's like like detaching yourself from the outcome because the goal should never be, in my opinion, should never be to save the marriage. The goal should be, I'm going to become the most empowered version of myself. My hope is that she becomes the most empowered version of herself if she does the work. Mm -hmm. And then together we Mm -hmm. can actually have a relationship. But until that happens Mm -hmm. and until I happen, there's no hope of any relationship. Like it's done. Yeah. And we we call that going neutral. We say she is now your neutral woman which means when a woman mm-hmm. says, I want out, I don't want to be married to you anymore. Um, I'm cheating on you. Whatever those things are, we say she is no longer your wife. And it doesn't mean she can't become your wife again. It's saying there's a boundary there. And many men will try to overstep that boundary. They start clinging. They start sending you flowers. They start trying to rub you down. They start all these things to try to bring them back because their ego is so bruised and so hurt right. by the fact that they lost their possession, not their wife because they started to see her as a possession and not a human being who has their own feelings and own emotions that are separate from you. And that is so hard. That That is so hard for us to do. It is hard. It is. But you know, it's so funny. It's not different. Like I felt the same way. I, I felt like, I felt like I had tried all the things and that was my epiphany moment was like, I literally have no power over whether my marriage works. I have no power over how my husband feels about me okay, so what do I have control over? And for me, it was like, God literally spoke to me in that moment. Like it was, it's like you like fix 
you girl, like you have been so focused on like your marriage that you lost sight of yourself and everything that was truly important to you and your passions and your desires and basically changed into somebody that you don't want to be, but he doesn't want to be with either. Right. And that's a, I, I do this exact same thing with the women I work with because, and this drives them nuts because they want it all to be together. Right. Let's do the work together. And I'm always like, and it, and it's funny cause I can see it when it clicks and I'm like, they always usually have like a setback first. Like, Oh my God, I was so encouraged when I started working with you. And now a couple of weeks in, we had some changes and I was excited. And now we have this huge setback, forget it all. F it. I'm leaving. And then I'm always like, why are you, why are you even staying then? Like, what is, what is the purpose of working on this? Oh, because you don't want to be divorced. Oh, because you don't want split custody. Okay. Because of all of these things. Right. So I bring them back to clarity of why they would start working with me. And then it's like, okay, now take him out of the picture because that's what they always do. They always get encouraged and then they want to go back to like their relationship. And it's like, no, 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 no. The relationship is icing on the cake, sister. If you are not solid in yourself, then nothing you do as a couple is going to be good. Because when you're both reacting from your trauma triggers, whether that's from childhood or, or stuff you've caused each other, you are not going to have a relationship. It is not going to change. That is my, my biggest pet peeve with traditional marriage therapy is that their whole goal is to squash bad communication and like, and like you just rehash shit over and over again. And, and it has its place. What happens is too many people rely on the marriage counseling and don't do the individual work and the therapists themselves, yep. while they're trained, it's usually not their cup of tea to do like the work that you and I do coaching wise to help these people see things that they're not even seeing in counseling or take what they're learning in counseling and actually apply it in a different way. And so that's what like a lot of our program is built on some of the therapy principles, like using what we call power statements or I statements, um, you know, and using some of those principles, but at the end of the day, like them controlling it for themselves and with the hope that she's also learning it. And we have guys all the time that will come to the end of the program. Like I outgrew her and I I still love her, but I don't, I don't see a marriage anymore. And the beginning uh-huh. of the marriage, they're like, oh my God, they're freaking out. And they're like, I'm going to uh-huh. lose my wife and all this. And I don't know what's going to happen. And, and then they're like, I'm going to come in and do it. And, or they'll say, they'll, they'll, they'll start the program and say, it's all about them. But three weeks in, they'll, they'll admit this was not about me. This was about my marriage and trying to save my marriage. But now this is about me. And, and yeah, especially when the wife leans back in, that becomes scary as fuck for us because they're like, no, Joe, don't go. <laughs> Because they do what you just said, right? They like the the wife wants to come back and they're like, oh, I'm good. I don't have to do any more work. It's like, no, you just started. The work has just begun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's oh, so hard because you want to you want every yeah. guy to win, just like you probably want every girl to win. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. It's like the hope is that the marriage can be restored. That's yeah. that's the hope. Same. And yeah. but the thing is, is it can't be the focus because you need to get real with yourself. You need to get clear about what you need from like with yourself. You can't set boundaries if you yourself are not clear of what you need and want. Yeah. Oh, totally. And and the the crazy thing I think is that anybody that's been married that for the first time facing a divorce, it's to them it's like it's like facing death because they they like yeah. I'm so scared of dying. I don't know what that's like. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's on the other side of dying. But in reality, it's not, it's death to a relationship that's divorce, right? but it's not death to you. 
And when mm-hmm. I looked down the barrel of my own divorce and chose mm-hmm. divorce because there was no coming back, the marriage was dead. There was, you know, there was mm-hmm. so much unhealthy, so, so much toxicity in it that there was no coming back after 17 years. And then now being on the other side of it, it freaks people out when I say this. It was the greatest, best decision I could have ever made in my life. Like mm-hmm. literally it was the best decision I could have ever made in my life. And I hate saying that. I'm not proud of that statement. But it also goes to show that there is something else on the other side. And it wasn't just the relationship that I'm now in. It was who I found again. I found me. Yeah. I, I was so lost in this relationship. I was I was not, I was a shell of a man. I was dysfunctional, yeah. toxic. And yeah, I'm still healing through certain things. But I am I, I nowhere near where I was. And I and I I always like saying that to guys who are so scared of the divorce. And I know, you know, you similarly working with that, and you look down your own barrel of divorce and, and gone to the attorney yep. and all those things. I remember going to my attorney and crying for the first 45 minutes and like just just sitting with him and trying to tell him why I was wanting a divorce. And I was just crying because I was such pretty a, much my yeah. ex- exact yeah. experience. <laughs> you couldn't see yourself. You know, it's like, it's like this was supposed to be till death to us part and all these things. And that's what happens is people come in with this idea that that's what it is. And I, so I've got to save it. I got to do everything to work for it. And it's like, you do, you can do the work for it. But most of the time, if you're trying to just save the marriage, you are failing because that should never yeah. be the goal. The goal should be two healthy individuals who come together for a greater purpose than what you have right now. Absolutely. 100%. And that's the thing is because when you were talking about um, your, like your own work, right? When you're talking about like looking at the barrel of the gun and I want to, well, okay. I want to encourage, I want to encourage the men who like feel like they're outgrowing their wives, right? Because like you said, there is nothing you can do no matter how much you love her to make her do her own work, right? Right. Typically women are more willing to get help than men that is a statistical fact right like women like men you guys you don't even like asking for directions let's just call it how it is right like you like to figure shit out on your own and so by the time like the husband usually does because actually what i find happens i'll start working with a woman and she'll start changing so much that sometimes the men will be like okay i actually okay i can i can get on board with this because now he's motivated right he can see a different he can see a light like oh shit like this wasn't a total disaster and this might be salvageable. That's actually what happened with my husband and me because when I came around and actually admitted, I didn't excuse his behavior. I didn't say, yep, everything you did is cool and okay. But when I really just came forward and said like, this is my shit, this is my part and how I and my own dysfunction caused this pro- caused problems in our relationship, um, because there's, there's a healthy way to respond to dysfunction. So even when your spouse is just like causing harm, if you're reacting in a harmful dysfunctional way, then you're still wrong too. Yep. So that's what I always say is like owning your part doesn't make them right. But that is when things can actually start to change between you two is when you truly do know and own your part. That's awesome. And that really segues for our sort of finale here. Um, because I think a lot of guys listening may be going, man, she is saying the right stuff. Like I, I really would love for my wife to work with someone like Katie and, and how do I get her to do that? Especially the guys that are like in my thrive program or revive or 30 day challenge. And you're like, you're starting to kick ass and take names and you're starting to like do your shit. How does a guy convince, persuade, influence? How, <laughs> how does he get her to see, Hey, I'm doing the work, but, but like, 
there's other resources out here. And, and how does yeah. he communicate that to her? Well, for one, yeah, don't be like, hey, I heard this, <laughs> heard this, I heard this podcast, podcast with this she'll awesome totally lady. fix you. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I mean, start with coming from it from a point of compassion, right? Like instead of viewing this is this is tricky. And I actually just posted about this today, which is funny because we can have our own selfish motives in trying to help our spouse. And for so long, I was doing that too, right? Like I was so focused on how much better my life could be if he would just make these changes and our marriage could be what we wanted it to be, right? And um, if you're really concerned about her, if you're truly trying to help her, because, and let's just be real, with or without the marriage, you're going to be tied to her, right? Like, especially if you guys have kids. So your relationship is still important. So at the heart of it, if you come to her from a truly caring perspective of, Hey, um, you know, I, I, I'm doing this work and I'm truly finding this peace. Like you talk about how much it's benefited you, right. Would be the first part. And I really, I really want this for you too. Like, I want you to experience this new peace, this, this, this new, like found life and excitement for life. And I did find this, you know, coach or resource that I think you might really like and really leave it up to her because that's, that's like what you can do. You can come to her honestly and speak kindly and tell her of your concern, right? And that's going to speak to her way more than, hey, get your shit together, mama, because we got a marriage to save, right? Like, by that point, she's probably already like read the books and listen to maybe I mean, this is where I come, I usually work with the women who have already done all the shit. They've seen the therapist, they've, they've read the podcast, or listened to podcasts, all that stuff. And that's, that's the thing. It's like, if my husband would have came to me, I'll use an example. Um, I struggled with postpartum depression after our first firstborn. Um, and it was like maybe a year and a half after we had our son that he, cause it wasn't like your typical depression that I even recognized. It was still very high functioning. I just kind of attributed it to be like, this is mom life. Right. Um, it maybe it was like a year and a half after my husband kind of mentioned mumbled in the kitchen one day, like, Oh, maybe you got a little postpartum. And I was like, what? Like it blew my mind because here's the thing. My husband was so anti-confrontational that again, he, he had a right. Like <laughs> I, was, I, I did aggressively verbally attack him. So I, get his fear now after the fact, right? But if he would have sat down with me one-on-one way earlier on into that process and said, babe, like you're not yourself and you've been through a lot and I'm really concerned about you, I would have received that very well. Like I, I needed, I needed that. That's what the leading you're talking about. I needed that because loving someone isn't allowing them to go down a path of self-destruction but there's a right way to confront it. It's not about like, Hey, get your shit together because this is affecting me. It's like, Hey, I really love you. And your behavior is really destructive, like to, to us, but also to you. Right. I love you, but your behavior is destructive. Yeah. 
It's good. Um, is there anything else you would tell a guy uh, in terms of like how he could either introduce you or um, would you just say he just basically like embodies it, lives it and has that conversation and is, you know, like, Hey, I'm working on myself. It almost sounds like a Jesus conversation. Like I'm going to tell you about Jesus now, but really you're dropping seeds. You're dropping seeds. You're like, you're like, Hey, I'm doing this work. It's been awesome. Would love for you to be a part of it. I almost kind of see it as like, if you just leave it at that and then they're like intrigued, like, well, what, what, you know, what are you learning? What are you doing? And then it's like, well, I'm working in this empowered man thing. And then, you know, he had this lady, Katie May on the podcast and she works with women that are, you know, very similar situation where, you know, there's a lot of toxic dysfunction in the marriage. Um, and, and the, the guy works on himself, the girl works on herself and it ends up becoming like a really powerful thing, um, individually. And then who knows what happens with the relationship. So I always, I always kind of try to take it as like, take the pressure off, lower the risk. Yes. Let them make their own decision <laughs> is essentially well, what I think. With, with high risk comes high reward, right? So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, when it, one thing I would say is a good dialogue would just be ask her, mm. like, this is a high, that would be high risk, right? Yeah. You're leaving it out to her to come forward and tear you up, right? <laughs> yeah. But if you're coming to her softly and still directly and just legitimately, again, owning your own shit, like, hey, I recognize I caused this much harm and and I did these things like that right there speaks volumes like, okay, you got my attention, dude, because clearly like you're hearing something that's going to tell her you've already done some work, right? So if you can start by owning your own shit in that conversation, even and this is really leaving you vulnerable right um but then maybe say like you know i like ask her like i was listening to this podcast i heard you know this perspective of this other woman coach who works with women and this is what she said what is your perspective on that does that sound right to you or is there anything else different right like have a dialogue and get her take on stuff that okay this is what you're learning this is what you're gaining ask her yeah that's good i love it and she's gonna she's gonna see the work you're doing because if you're really doing the work you will show it your actions will speak way louder than anything you can possibly say and if she is to the point of true like total shutdown that's all you got is your actions 100 percent. yeah and and that's a lot of what we deal with you know where a lot of times the women will be like, Oh, now you want to change. Oh, now you finally get this shit. Yeah. Together. You know, and they're just frustrated. Yeah, and the guy's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you, she's right. Because she's probably been telling you for three years, Hey, these things need to change. Yep. And you didn't do anything until I finally pulled the cord until I finally said, you know, I'm done. I don't want to be married. And then they're like, Oh, now I'm going to do the work. And you know, we try to catch guys before that happens, but 99% yeah. of the time we don't catch them until they're like at that point of no return. And that's why we say, look, we're not in the business of saving marriages. We're in the business of saving men. And those men have the power and potential to restore a marriage. But a lot of times it doesn't happen because it's already too late. And, but the fact is, is you still, you can't escape you. You are always with you. You will be with you until you die. And that means that you will probably have other relationships and you will be around other people. And if you don't fix the shit that's been in your life, your whole life that drove her away, you will keep repeating the same mistakes. So any last words for my guys? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Um, just to caveat off of yeah. that, I had a consult with a potential client and he had gone, he was on his third marriage and he legitimately had never seen the pattern. He married the same woman three times. Like, yeah. and he, he, he did not, he had even on the call with me and I, and I said like, well, this is probably really similar with like all of them. Can you see a pattern? And he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, like how you guys, your interactions, your, well, they were all so different. I'm like, okay, but pay attention to like what their responses were during, like when you, when you argued, when, how was your communication? What did that look like? And he like stopped. Like he was like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, because they all like seemed like totally different women. But he ended up being attracted to the same person over and over and over again. And here's the thing. He never did his own work. Nope. So he responded the same way and created the same cycle. So the grass ain't greener, dudes. Nope. Like, it's just, it's, that's not the way to go, right? Like, obviously, there is only so much you can control. And so my final word is just the best thing you can possibly do is come to her and let her know that you know you have screwed this up that you know your part to it, right? This is again, not not saying here, you've been great and you've done nothing wrong. But the second you start telling her where she's screwed up is yeah. where you're gonna lose her even further, right? So she, she's gotta figure that out. You've gotta come and say, this is where I've messed up. And this is what I tell my clients too. Like this is the same stuff, same, just two different sides. So ideally, if you like, if you're, Hey babe, I'm super committed to this. I want to rock this. Like I want to change. I want to, I want to do like life together and transform this and this shit into something we've never experienced. Like this coach over here might be a good fit for you. Check her out. I'm going to like thrive with this program over here. What do you say? Right. And then it's up to her. Yeah. But like you said, the work on yourself is invaluable. Like it's absolutely nothing you can, it's, it's always worth it. Right. Totally. Yeah. And we have guys that, that do that where they'll come into us and, and, and their wife happens to be doing the work at the same time. It's rare, but it does happen from time to time. Um, guys, uh, we've got Katie May here on a short 30 minute or so call, but she is just a Instagram or Facebook away. Um, we're going to drop her link <laughs> in the episode show notes. Um, if you're on Instagram, it's at married empowered. Um, you can find her on Facebook, Katie May coaching LLC as well. But again, we'll drop those links in there. Um, listen, yeah. if your wife is in a place of maybe she's wanting to do work, maybe she's talked about therapy, maybe she's talked about counseling and you yourself are in a program like 30 day challenge empower the revive or thrive group, and you're working on yourself, this could be a great opportunity for, um, you guys to be working separate, but together. And mm -hmm. that, that just becomes a powerful, powerful combination. And whether that restores your marriage or not, or it reveals that your marriage probably isn't a good fit anyways, it's, it's going to save you a lot of heartache and tears. Um, but the goal again, is not to save your wife. The goal is to encourage and empower your wife to make her own decisions apart from you, apart from the marriage so that she can be healthy, happy, and whole in her life. Katie, thank you so much for joining me guys. That thank is Thank you it. for having me. You're welcome. Hey, this is Mark Santiago, CEO and founder of Empowered Man. I want to thank you for listening to today's podcast. However, before you go, I want to give you a special invitation. 
Now listen, we've got a program that is designed specifically for men who are hurting right now, who are on the verge potentially of divorce, who are facing potential separation or already separated, and they don't know what to do. They don't know where to turn. They're dealing with anxiety. They're dealing with cheating. They're dealing with all kinds of shit. If that's you, I want to challenge you to take the Empowered Man 30-Day Challenge. That's right, the Empowered Man 30-Day Challenge. You can go to emchallenge.com right now and sign up for the 30-Day Challenge. Here's why I think you should do that. If you're hurting, you need to understand why you're hurting. You need to understand what is actually going on. In week one of the challenge, we are gonna actually rip off that Band-Aid a little bit and coach you through that process. And then we continue to do that process all the way to the point where you start to make decisions that are empowered instead of disempowered. I don't know about you, but I would much, much, much rather make decisions from a place of strength than a place of weakness. So if you're facing decisions, if you're facing this anxiety, what do I do? How do I respond when my wife is being toxic? I don't know what to do. My wife is cheating on me. I don't know what to do. My wife doesn't love me. I don't know what to do. We are going to help you find those answers within. Now look, this 30 day challenge is probably unlike any other you've been a part of. Why? Because not only do we have daily assignments happening in the program every single day, but you also get live group coaching calls. I said live group coaching calls with myself and my lead coach. That's right, I am a part of this. It's not just some other people doing it. I am there live with you every single week call that we are on. Third part of that is you're gonna have a community of other guys that are going through exactly what you are going through. And the best part of this, this isn't even a fraction of the price we could charge for it. In fact, at some point we may raise the price, but right now it is at a bargain. So go to emchallenge.com, emchallenge.com to take the Empowered Man 30 Day Challenge and I will see you on the inside.